can't believe we're ignoring the story 60 pregnant goats stolen in daring heist. It's a lot. Well, yeah. I own 40 goats, so I know what. Have an 60 idea what pregnant goats? An idea what 60 goats would look like. That's not like running into a liquor store and demanding this, you know, what's in the, the register. That should be a crime of stealing 120 goats. Right, yeah, right, right. Well, the Supreme Court uh, has ruled on that sort of thing. On whether or not that counts, I'm not oh, sure they oh have no. precisely, but gets into the whole Roe versus Wade thing. A little <laughs> When bit. life begins and all that. So if you want to go really heavy here. I was I, to me, to I agree. It's time to end the rift. To me, the I, rift. I agree with you, Sean. It's getting a little uncomfortable Actually, for me. I want some people to be uncomfortable because I agree with Sean's assertion. All right. I was, I was, um, I was making a goat joke. <laughs> wasn't trying to weigh in on one of the most controversial <laughs> subjects of our time. Well, too late. You have. You know, I'm kind of interested in the late night joke off just because I can't imagine what the jokes would be. Um, uh, I want to get to this great Elizabeth Warren story, if you haven't heard it. Um, but the late night joke off, they took on White House Hanukkah party as a topic. I didn't even know that was a thing. And so we've got uh, three late night hosts taking an attempt at that joke. And I'm just kind of curious as how they went about it. Do you want to? Yeah. Okay. And you're, you will yeah, grade oh, them. Oh, I will grade them harshly. And the bottom uh, grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Today was the official White House Hanukkah party. It was going well until President Trump made a wish and blew out the menorah. <laughs> President Trump hosted not one, but two Hanukkah parties at the White House today. There were Ivankas and Yarmulkes as far as the eye could see. President Trump spoke at a Hanukkah reception today at the White House. Well, technically, he made a wish and blew out the candles. So two of those were just he's dumb jokes, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't understand it. Yeah. Even though his daughter is uh, Jewish. Right. All right. So, Wow. Uh, I, w- wow, wow, that was just, as usual, sad. I- I'll just jump right to the punchline. Uh, as it Bringing were, you sadness on a Friday morning. Jimmy Kimmel with a D-plus is your bottom dweller, your your bottom feeder. Wasn't even identif- <laughs> identifiable as a joke. It's just, it's not good. Not good. Um, so we got a couple of breaking news stories that I'm sure Marshall's going to get to in more detail in the news at uh, the bottom of the hour. But Trump has nominated William Barr as the attorney general, and he served in the Bush one administration. I think this is a, an attempt to come up with somebody that how are you going to criticize him? You just spent the whole week, mainstream media, lionizing George H.W. Bush. Now I'm picking one of his guys. What are you going to say now? Mm, that's not a bad play. Trumpy, Trumpy, quite contrary. How does your White House grow? Mm. Not a bad play, but we'll get to more of that coming up later. And uh, Rudy Giuliani's interview uh, published in, uh, well, the Sol- I guess Salon is covering it. It was uh, in the Atlantic. Um, it was. It's It's got some shocking stuff. It's It's been expected by virtually everybody that when the Mueller report comes out, the White House will immediately respond to it and put out its own counter-report, as it were, uh, as uh, the Mueller thing, as you may have heard on the Armstrong and Getty show in recent days, is entirely a prosecutorial document. It's not a full report on what happened and who's at fault and who's innocent and the rest of it. It's just it's essentially going to be an indictment of Russia in the larger case messing with us. And then if there's any uh, anything hinky going on with the Trump uh, campaign and presumably Hillary and company. Uh, consorting with the Russians. I hate the word collusion because it doesn't mean anything. Um, if there's any of that, that'll come out as well. But 
Uh, Rudy Giuliani's saying now we really don't have any plan together to counter it, and uh, well, that's getting why... the president to answer those questions was a nightmare. It took him about three weeks to do what would normally take two days, he said. Rudy Giuliani yes, said that? Yes, he did, in the Atlantic. Answering those questions was a nightmare. Well, Alan Dershowitz thinks Congress should pass some sort of, or the lawyers should lay out some sort of Trump gets to resp- Trump side gets to respond to this before it's re- any of it's released. Mm-hmm. Keeping well, in mind that it's almost, you know, since there have been no leaks of any criminality, it's almost going to be entirely a political thing as opposed to a legal thing. Exactly. So what is that? And I should have, you know, I should have mentioned this as I was jabbering moments ago, but... What is a entirely prosecutorial document if it's just politics and ethics? Right. Here's a bunch of stuff that Trump did that some of you might not think is cool. Right. Or something a president should do. We've spent $100 million compiling this list of things that really, oh, wow, that wasn't cool. What is that? I don't know. We'll find out when it happens, I would imagine. Um, but we got And come- then we'll all come together as a country and agree on what it means. So at some point, I want to get to the Elizabeth Warren story because I find it really interesting. Her whole Indian ha- heritage and how she handled the thing <laughs> is really still haunting her and might doom her presidential run, according to the New York Times, uh, which I just find entertaining on so many levels. It's hilarious. <laughs> but I understand, Sean, we have a major announcement to make in terms of our Warrior Foundation Freedom Station Breaking news, breaking news. Drum roll, please, Gladys. 303,659 American dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gravy Town. (laughs) The goal has been met. As usual, we, and I admit it, we underestimated your generosity. You people are so great. Uh... I didn't doubt it, but Joe doubted your <laughs> Joe, doubt, Joe doubted your generosity. I said terrible doubt. things. <laughs> I'm just I'm very nervous about these things. Uh, so, but, but the goal, such as that was, which only exists in our heads, has been reached. But the need continues. I mean, the need is enormous and continues. So if you haven't given yet, oh, and that's right, I need to. Uh, Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrongandgetty.com. So since we met the goal, and it's only seven something. As Sean said, it's all gravy from here on out. And you know, that's one of my three favorite foods. Cheeseburgers, steaks, and gravy. One of my three favorite foods. We're into gravy time. I pity your colon, sir. (laughs) And uh, so, uh, who knows what we could hit? 400 grand? I don't know. Mini goal? Mini goal? See if we can get to three and a quarter for the end of the show. Ah, boy, I don't know. What time is it? Let's let's, uh, just... uh, I bet we can get to 3.20 by 8 o'clock. Don't you? Sure. By the end of this hour? Absolutely. If, you know, you're listening elsewhere, it's a different time. Consult your local watch. <laughs> Do you know about the time zones? Right. You got the east? Right. You I got know. the central? I know about the time zones. <laughs> Always fascinating. You got the Always. mountains? You got the mountain? It's hard to believe somebody could steal 60 pregnant goats at once, <laughs> but it's happened, my friends. Um, and, uh, by God, if you have pregnant goats, guard them, guard them. So we'll get into all this news coming up. We'll take a little break. Um, the Elizabeth Warren, long and short of it, and I'll get into the details, which is pretty entertaining, but people who were really excited about her running for president, who really believed in her, think that she showed an incredible lack of judgment the way she handled that whole DNA testing thing. And think, I'm not sure this is the horse I want to bet on. That was really poorly. Is she part horse as well? <laughs> and, uh, well, 
All right, I'll 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 save my comments, but I love this story on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, it's something. And by the way, thank you for getting us over three hundred thousand dollars before we even get to the end of Friday. That's awesome. Yep, fabulous. Thanks a million. Go to ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com. No, no, just ArmstrongandGetty.com. Right? Why do I make up websites? Well, we've, we've trimmed it. We've it's, uh, made it live and lean for the 21st century. <laughs> ArmstrongandGetty.com. That's how nimble we are. Right. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Somebody under the name Jack's Gravy just donated at armstrongandgetty.com to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Appreciate that. There you go. Jack's Gravy with a donation. As we have gone over $300,000, which was our goal, and from here on out it's gravy. And they certainly appreciate that. More on that coming up in just a little bit. It's expected that in the next couple of weeks that Elizabeth Warren is going to announce her run for president, which would make her the first person officially in, I believe, um, which sometimes people think is a big deal. I don't know. Uh, Something to talk about. We are just a little over a year away from the Iowa caucuses, which is amazing. And so, horrifying. And horrifying. Um, but so Elizabeth Warren, and you might remember, it wasn't too long ago where she made this really big deal. She, this, there's this, there's this theory in um, politics. I don't remember who first came up with it, but hang a lantern on it. If you have a major weakness, a major glaring problem, rather than try to run from it or hide it or, or explain it away or whatever, you make a, you focus on it at some point. Joke about it. Joke about it, focus mm-hmm. on it, just wear it out to where it can't bother you anymore. Removes all the heat. Yeah, and Elizabeth Warren tried to do that with a problem that has dogged her for quite some years because she spent much of her life talking about her Indian heritage, and then uh, and then it became clear that she didn't have much, if any, Indian heritage. And as you know, President Trump has called her Pocahontas and all that sort of stuff for quite some time. Because he doesn't get the joke, Focahontas, which... Bothers me, and so she did that ridiculous video where she 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 sent off some spit to Twenty Three and Me or whoever, and right. and sat there with the guy and and she said, so what are the results? And he says, you are one one millionth Cherokee or something. And she says, so it's true, I am Native American. Hooray! It's over now as an issue. Nobody will ever talk about this again. Right. That's not the way the public reacted. That's not the way anybody on the left or right reacted. Everybody reacted with the same. You're one eight thousandth something. What? Does, you can't go around claiming your of Native American heritage with that. Right. Everybody reacted the same way. In addition to the fact that many people. People, including on the left, which I'm about to get to, uh, reacted with the, you're making an argument for racism by slicing it this thin. Right. Which has been my point, my point all along. Talking about, I have one-eighth this blood. Or I've got one sixteenth this blood. Or don't look at him. He's he's a you know an octoroon. One of the racist terms of the past. Talking about how much of various blood people have. I mean that's that's a ridiculous notion, and it's repugnant. Honestly, her top advisors speaking on the condition of anonymity to the New York Times say they've expressed concern 
that she has damaged her relationship with minority groups and certainly Native American groups and that she needs a plan to repair this damage before she announces in the next couple of weeks some sort of major you know, go in front of the camera's apology. Right. Well, Which she, she doesn't want to do. And that's the aspect of this that makes me so happy. Having attempted to throw on the mantle of, I'm an X or a Y or a Z, therefore I am a victim, therefore I am more important, and therefore I should have the power, because we, we worship victimhood now in America. Uh, having attempted to throw that on, it didn't fit too well, and, and she did a very poor job of adjusting it, and it exposed the whole thing for how ridiculous it is. Here's a question for you, because, you know, there was a lot of this uh, stuff misreported in the wake of the uh, DNA report, but... If she were, say, clearly one-eighth Native American, is that Indian enough for you? She's never lived any sort of tribal life. She has no connection to a tribe. She doesn't live on a reservation. She doesn't, you know, whatever. How about one quarter? Is that Indian enough for you? Am I starting to sound like a racist? I hope so. What if she was half Indian? That's good and Indian. Is that Indian enough to claim victimhood as a Northeastern or Harvard professor for you in your conception of the world? It's all just disgusting and stupid. It's just intellectually, it doesn't make any sense. The New York Times writing, Ms. Warren also troubled advocates of racial equality and justice who say her attempt to document ethnicity with a DNA test gave validity to the idea that race is determined by blood, a bedrock principle for white supremacists and others who believe in racial hierarchies. Obviously. Well, and listen, you got to go with white supremacists because it's hot. It's the basis of all racism everywhere on Earth, and there's racism everywhere on Earth. But the most interesting part to me is really that so many of her... Top supporters and people who were going to be part of her campaign, again, speaking on uh, conditions of anonymity to the New York Times, uh, said they were shocked and rattled by her decision to take the DNA test and then release it with that show that she put together. Described it as an unequivocal misstep that could have lasting consequences, even on staffing number of people that want to be part of her campaign. One former advisor who asked not to be named, called it a strategic failure that was depressing and unforgettable. <laughs> or unforgivable. Right. I'm sorry. Um, Elizabeth Warren stands by DNA Unforgivable. But others around her, worries abound, is the headline. That's interesting. So people who thought she was the real deal, she could be the nominee, think that she just showed she doesn't have the judgment to run a big-time national campaign, which I think may be accurate. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I would agree with that. Uh, and and you almost changed my mind. I was about to say, it, it's funny for me because I think the whole thing is so ridiculous. It's hard for me to think that mishandling it is a death blow to her campaign because the, the, every principle involved with it, to me, is just dumb. So I am I guess maybe I'm just out of my league. I don't understand why her supporters are, are so... You know, off put by it because the whole thing's so dumb. It shows, to begin a, with, it but, shows, right. shows a lack of judgment in the way things are going to be received in the national media. And, you know, it could be a one off mistake, but it could be an indication that she's going to do a lot of that sort of thing. Right, right. Well, there are plenty of politicians who are impassioned speechifiers. And they really rouse the rabble, man. They can deliver. They know all the catchwords. They know the arguments that are hot, and they can deliver them. They can whip up the crowd. And she's pretty good at that stuff. Um, but yeah, there's more to politics than speechifying. If she was going to announce in the next couple of weeks, I think we're uh, we're about to have a slate of people that are officially running for president. 
Uh, Elizabeth Warren announces. I assume Kamala Harris is going to get in there pretty soon. And uh, Joe Biden, who said he's oh. weeks away from an an- announcement and considers himself the front runner. Alex Baldwin. He's, he's thought of a run. Uh, and what's going to be entertaining if you, you know... If, if you if you lean conservative, especially, um, is watching these people go at each other because they're not. It's not going to be about tearing down Trump. Kamala Harris gets in. It's going to be about tearing down Joe Biden. Joe Biden gets in. It's going to be about explaining why he's better than Cory Booker. Right. That's right. what it's going to be about. At least at some point, it'll be that way. I think they they'll probably stay positive as long as possible and just Boy, see I don't who know. bubbles up. I don't know. You got to you've got to get the the, do, the donor class on your side. Oh yeah. You got to get those people lined up. You know who who thinks you're the uh, the real deal and starts throwing money your way. Well, you're predicting that it'll be ugly and, yes. and duplicitous oh, and vicious, and I can brutal. only pray you're correct. <laughs> I think it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Now I don't know if they're all gonna out socialist each other or yes. Joe Biden. That is clearly the trend. Yeah, I don't know. Joe Biden might separate himself by saying that stuff's kind of crazy because I think it is for the mainstream of right. of, of America. Right. Who was it? I was uh, reading just the other day is tacking hard to the left. Oh, Hillary, of course. Hillary now is starting to spout some of the uh, the, the super lefty party line in her, her little speeches, which again is an indication. And brace yourselves, folks, that she may be. Uh, ready to haunt the American stage one more time. Well, Dick Moore says, and I think this would be a good plan, if she does it, if Hillary gets in, she's got to do it late. Let them all tear each other to shreds, come in toward the end when there's only one or two standing, and say, okay, let's just settle all this bickering and just make me the nominee. Let's ride in our, on our white horse, a very sturdy white horse. And, wow. Um, there was no need for that. Face shot. What? what? <laughs> it's just, that is what? just the worst sort of humor. Bill liked it. <laughs> As the great white hope, no, you know, racial uh, meaning intended, and, and rescue the Democratic Party. Oh, my God. Hillary v. Donald J. Round two. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to happen, but. You know, it's funny. I usually dread presidential cycles because they're so exhausting. They start so early. They go on so long. There's so much stupid that, you know, after a while, it's just you can't take it anymore. You all know what I'm talking about. But for some reason, I am a little giddy about the next one. I just hope, you know, I just hope the president, hmm, how do I, I don't want to sound distasteful. I hope his health, uh, he he retains his health. Because he's a big guy with not great health habits in his 70s. A big old fat guy. With a lot of stress. Yeah, you can't have more stress. I don't. Who's phys- philosophically opposed to exercise because his understanding of the body is it's like a battery. You want you need to save that energy for later. So far, so good. It seems to be working. He's got more energy than I've got. Right. I mean, he's tireless. There's no arguing that. I couldn't do his schedule. Decades younger, I couldn't do his schedule. Um, he is the most fit man who's ever been president, according to his doctor. Right. Well, what's going on here, Marshall? <laughs> Trump not letting up on the Mueller investigation this morning. Yet another tweet. Kevin Hart telling the Oscars committee, you can't fire me, I quit, and why you really should take the stare test. The stare test? Yep. A-I-R or A-R-E? Stare at somebody in the office till they punch you. That's the stare test. Take the stare challenge. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Sean, uh, 
I'm putting you in charge of uh, keeping track of wacky donations that are coming in. At, uh, because I just saw Jack's neck valve made a donation to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. That's one of my great invention ideas. If you've never heard it, I'm, I'm oh up boy. there with Franklin with some of my <laughs> ideas. But Jack's neck valve made a donation. I appreciate that. Now, some of you have taken the beautiful, the serious, the awe-inspiring Warrior Foundation Freedom Station uh, fundraiser. Uh, you've taken it and used it as an opportunity for your silly, silly humor. You've given ten, twenty, fifty dollars purely for the purpose of posting some ridiculous joke name <laughs> on the website. <laughs> I would encourage you to do that more. Yes, John. Armadillo sod poodles chipping in for fifty dollars. Yes, yes, sod poodles. I swear I'm going to buy one of their t-shirts. Uh, Fred Garvin, male prostitute, <laughs> the funniest thing Dan Aykroyd ever did, chipped in with ten bucks. Wow. Uh, sugar-free gummy bears with another fifty dollars. There, we got a yes. kayak-eating bear with twenty. Five, they are rolling in. Keep them coming, guys. This is this is Gravy Town. This, this is where I live, Gravy Town. Oh boy! Oh, and you know what? We had uh, uh, we had one joke name yesterday that I skipped over as I was reading them because I didn't get it. Because you have to say it out loud to get it. Uh, it was Emerson Biggins. <laughs> Emerson oh, Biggins. Gotcha. Gotcha. Look at that. Emerson Biggins. <laughs> you, you stupid fool, you, but thank you for your donation. All right, let's get to the news with Fred Garvin. President Trump says his legal... Thank you. President Trump says his legal team has already drafted a rebuttal to any report issued by the special counsel in the Russia investigation. Trump took to Twitter this morning to say, It has been incorrectly reported that Rudy Giuliani and others will not be doing a counter to the Mueller report. That is fake news. Already 87 pages done, but obviously cannot complete until we see the final witch hunt report. Wow, that, that is something, because MSNBC was going wild this morning with the Rudy Giuliani interview in the Atlantic saying, no, we haven't prepared anything, and I don't know if we will, and the president was crazy trying to get him to ask the questions, and we're just completely falling apart over here. God help us. I mean, that was the story this morning. Well, that was his reply this morning as well. Meanwhile, Trump says he will nominate Bill Barr as Attorney General and Heather Nauert as the U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Barr was the Attorney General during the administration of President George H.W. Bush. Nauert is the State Department Press Secretary and a former Fox News host. She's cute. And we've got... Yes. You know, Marshall, we yes. interacted with somebody lately. Yes. We're not going to talk about it specifically because we don't have permission. Um, who who may or may not be headed for uh, the State Department. Oh. Um, and, uh, and, and the interaction was very much a positive one. And uh, I just, I've got to admit, I, I dream a little bit of being like the assistant deputy to the deputy assistant spokeshole. For the State Department. I mean, maybe they could put me in charge of, like, the S-hole countries or something like that. You know, if something happened in one of those and there was a statement, I would take to the mic and right. there would be, like, one reporter there. Right. And I would say, we we are continuing to reach out to the ruling junta of uh, Blatavia and we'll uh, let you know if anything develops. S-hole countries. I'd forgotten that controversy. That was a, good for a couple of days. And, Joe, I do believe those are shoes you can readily fill. 
Oh, and, yeah. I'd be good at that. And we have yet another one of these. Do we have any questions? Any questions? Uh, uh, Joe, there are no reporters here. <laughs> <laughs> and we have yet another one of these. John Kelly is expected to resign as White House Chief of Staff in oh, the coming boy. days. Oh, right. Ah, that's enough of you. Munching every day with this. If, we, if he does, we'll discuss it. If he doesn't, we'll move on. Two what is this, the eighth time the national <laughs> news has reported he was stepping down or being yes, fired? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hey, do we know what Kevin Hart tweeted that, yes, do we have that? Yes. Okay, so you bring that to us coming up? It's pretty harsh. Okay, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. All right, homophobic tweets have pressured comedian Kevin Hart to remove himself as host of the Oscars Award show in February. He stepped down just about an hour after refusing to apologize for those tweets from years ago. The uh, Hart said the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences gave him an ultimatum after they resurfaced. So I just got a call from the Academy, and um, that call basically said, Kevin, apologize for your tweets of old, or we're going to have to move on and find another host. So I'm about the tweets in 2009, 2010. I took the pass. I passed on the but as he announced that he would step down as the 2019 Oscars host, he pointed out that he has grown and evolved since he sent out those tweets something like 10 years ago. And, and he may just be nuts. I don't know. But it seems like he passed, as he said, on the forced uh, apology, the ultimatum apology, right. then immediately issued his own Yes. Apology slash commentary on the modern world. I'll so. tell you what. There's a there, there's a there's so that a, might be admirable. I don't know. Yeah, I there's, like it because it's not. I didn't I didn't apologize just because I wanted to keep this six figure job with the academy. He simultaneously stepped down and said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe." Yeah, or he, he said nice things. I believe him to be a person of good intentions. Right. Well, I do too. And for well, for one thing. Six-figure jobs don't have an impact on Kevin Hart. No, no. I mean, holy cow. Uh, he has what they call in the show business world blank you money. He will do what he wants, how he wants. Right. All right, on another note, why you should try the stair test. Doctors say they now have a way to see if you might be at risk of premature death. They call oh. it They call it the stair test, and it requires you to climb four flights of stairs at a very brisk pace. Four flights, yes. In less than one minute without stopping. In less than one minute? That's what they're saying. Doctor who came up with the test says if you can do that, you're probably not at immediate risk of heart disease, cancer, or other ailments. I'm going to have an opportunity to do that today at an airport. I'm going to do that because I got four flights of stairs there. I'm going to do it and time myself. So if I can go up in a minute and not die... Um, I'm uh, in, in, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I had a, a real transitional moment in my life. It was years and years ago. Judy was at the back entrance to the radio ranch with the kids, and I realized I'd forgotten something. And the uh, elevators are at the front entrance. I said, No, no problem. I'll, I'll run up and get it. Right. And I went up four flights of stairs, 88 stairs. I've counted them many times, and uh, and got to the top and felt like I was going to die. I mean, I seriously, I was, I felt awful. Like things were about to go dark. Right. And I realized, wow, you are in awful shape. And, uh, you know, that's when I turned things around and really started to work out and and that sort of deal. Uh, I don't know. And I'm in really good cardiovascular shape for a guy uh, of my age and girth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you qualifiers. Go ahead. (laughs) You know, uh, uh, yeah, for people of my hair color and eye shape. I don't know. I don't know. You know, if 11 uh, stairs is typical of, quote, unquote, a flight of stairs. Uh, But those 88 stairs in a minute, that's, that's a tall order. Is this adjusted for age? I mean, if I'm. 
21 and I can't do that, that's one thing. If I'm 78 and can't do that, come on, Marshall. Fake, fake news, fake science. Well, talk to the doctors that recommended it. Not I'll me. do it today. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'll do it later today, and I'll tie myself. I don't know. Is a flight of stairs, is that a standard? Is that like a pound or a right? That's pound what I'm or a foot? I mean, 12 inches? I mean, is there a standard for a flight? King's thumb. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no right, idea. Right. Oh, so here's what uh, Kevin Hart, do we have time for this? Actually tweeted. I'd stay tuned for it, I'll tell you that. Because I really want to know. Oh, I get it. That was a hint. Generally, a flight of stairs has 12 or 13 steps. The maximum in a single flight is 16 before you require a landing. There you go. By by law? Or is that from, like, stairs.com? I don't know. physics. Yes. Just physics, Joe. Right. Everybody knows that. <laughs> okay. Why do you count the stairs? Why do you know how many steps it is? Is it no CD thing? Or? Well, something to do to occupy yourself while you're climbing 88 stairs. Huh. Count them. You should see what he does when you drop a box of matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judge Judy's on it, too. Judge Judy's on it, too. He does a lot of that sort of thing. <laughs> what Kevin Hart tweeted will shock you. Stay tuned if you dare. All right, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. to hear that first Seth Meyers joke that uh, intrigues me somewhat. Seth Meyers, if you could. A 75-year-old New Jersey man has been arrested on suspicion of running a prostitution ring out of a nursing home. He's the first pimp in history who actually needs to use the cane. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's an interesting joke. We got a number of texts about the four flight of stairs test. It's the um, the stair test. If you can go up four flights of stairs in a minute and not pass out or something, I guess you're <laughs> you're okay. Right. Uh, many people responding with, "I do the four flights of wine test on a regular basis." <laughs> past, so. Beautiful. Yes, got many of those. And somebody mm, donated right. money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station under the name. A dryer vent hating neighbor. So I guess that fits in wow. with a, a story Vince used to tell a lot. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Hey, can we get an update, uh, Positive Sean? Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Gladys! Uh, raising as much money as we possibly can for this incredible organization. Yes, 330815 American dollars, including $50 from Sean's cat, number five, Whiskers McFluffy Pants the third. <laughs> we had a uh, great suggestion. Um, from a friend of Armstrong and Getty for next hour's theme. Uh, we are wrestling with that. Plus, we have uh, something diabolical planned for you. Probably next hour. I don't know when we're going to do that. Well, we're also going to talk to the woman that uh, make, she is the straw that stirs the drink for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station coming up next hour. Right, as well as one of the fabulous warriors who's been helped. Uh, so stay tuned for that. So uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about Kevin Hart having just been named the host of the Oxers, as they obviously can't find somebody. It's getting a little late um, to just be hiring. Well, there was an article the other day, Sean gave me, uh, the, the job nobody wants, because right. everybody gets criticized when you host the Oscars for being too this or too that or whatever. Yeah, and the ratings drop every year, yeah, and, right. and they you speculate get... if you're to blame. Right. 
So anyway, uh, they uh, they hired him. They discovered uh, somebody brought uh, attention to the fact that he tweeted some rather rude things back in the day. He refused to apologize, then quit, then immediately apologized, which was an interesting maneuver. Said a bunch of uh, accommodating, beautiful things. In fact, if we could have his quote ready, that'd be handy. Um, but here's here's the tweets in question. 2011 tweet in which the comedian, trying to be funny, had written... And I quote, and it's fraught with grammatical errors and typos. It's hard to read for me, but yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and and say in my voice, "Stop, that's gay." In hey, another, okay, yeah. well, for that one, that was a relatively common expression. Um. Back in the day, what year was that? Did you say? Uh, 2011. Yeah. He's going to break the dollhouse over his kid's head. Say stop, that's gay. Uh, another from 2010, he hearts. He's says, a comedian. He's making jokes. Yes. He's uh, exaggerating for the purposes exactly. of humor. Exactly. I understand now. <laughs> In another from 2010, Hart says someone's profile pic looks like a gay billboard for AIDS. In another written in 2009, he called someone a fat faced fag. And I quote. Um, and But he, well, do we have the, the, his, the clip explaining himself? If you want to hold people in a position where they always have to justify or explain their past, then do you. I'm the wrong guy, man. I'm in a great place, a great mature place, where all I do is spread positivity. If you're not doing that, you're not on my page. Yeah, and he talked about uh, how, you know, he's evolved. He's, he's changed. He, what he believes and what he understands has changed through the years. He's getting to be about 40 years old. And as a provocative comedian seven to eight years ago, I think that's fine. You know. Well, there are jokes that I made that I wouldn't make anymore, and not just for politically. Some of them, not, some of them I wouldn't make for politically correct reasons because I'd get me in trouble. I still think you ought to be able to say them. But there's other stuff that I wouldn't say just because I think it's hurtful and there's no need to say it. And uh, and I used to, and, you know, times change. Yeah. The tweets drew condemnation, many years later, from the likes of actor-comedian Billy Eichner, who tweeted, You can tell it's not just a joke. There's real truth, anger, and fear behind these. I hope right. Kevin's thinking has evolved since 2011. Right. You've never, well, he stated rather specifically that it has. You've never made a joke in your life that uh, either is different than what you think or overstates what you think by a mile. You've never done that? No, Jur- of course not. Journalist Mark Harris went even further, tiring my hiney out. Tweeting the choice of heart as host was, quote, out of sync for a year in which Rami Malek, Melissa McCarthy, Olivia Coleman, Marher Salah Ali, Richard Grant, Emma Stone, Rachel Weiss, and Lucas Hedges could all get nominated for playing LBGTQ characters. All right. You know what? I enjoy watching y'all tie yourself into knots, Hollywood. This is more entertaining to me than most of your output. So keep it up. At some point, you're going to have a very diverse, very inclusive, very politically correct broadcast that 100,000 people watch on some cable channel nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. And then I guess it'll be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I heard... Um Speaking of the diversity thing, I was listening to uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, well, well, if you don't know who he is, uh, Google it, uh, talking about um, the differences, the innate differences on average between men and women and standard deviations and, you know, starting with the most obvious, that if you are 
um, an aggressive woman, you would have to be in the top 15% of her, I can't, you'd have to be the most aggressive women, woman is less aggressive than 85% of males, and it's, it's talking about that, and interests in, in sciences and gadgets versus people, and um, and just the, the reason uh, people are drawn to various uh, professions and, and the differences between men and women. And the interesting part was they... There are no differences between men and women. That is an idiotic statement. Uh, and the interesting part of what he was talking about is in your societies that have just gone absolutely crazy to ensure equality that you know every opportunity exists for uh, everybody at every level in every profession like some of your Scandinavian states and if you don't end up with for instance 50% men and women on this clearly it was because of some sort of bias right right exactly it's results oriented analysis what the interesting part is though then when you survey people in those countries you get higher rates of differentiation uh, between the sexes on what they want to do and what they're interested in if there are absolutely no barriers to a woman becoming an engineer you find a lower rate of women intent on becoming an engineer in those societies it's really weird and, and you know i don't have time to explain you know what i think and what he thought about it um, but that was one of a couple of really, really interesting points on that topic. Uh, oh, what was the other one that flitted out of my head? I'm trying to do this so quickly. I shouldn't. My brain just doesn't work quickly. I'm a slow wit. I need to. The Eric Clapton slow hand, Joe Getty, slow wit. I just need to. <laughs> I need to accept it. It's okay. If you haven't heard Sandy talk from Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, you're about to her and she, about to, and she is something. And we're gonna hit a little. Um, uh, total find out where we are we went over our goal of three hundred thousand dollars for the week now we're into gravy time people new goals new goals 350 at least let's get this done if you're not given yet ten dollars twenty dollars a hundred a hundred thousand whatever you can give armstrongandgetty.com stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show